0: Register at PACExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome back to another edition of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley, and today we are talking to President and CEO of PMMI, Jim Pittis. Jim stepped into some pretty big shoes in 2018 when he replaced Chuck Yuska, who retired as President and CEO of PMMI after 27 years. Hopefully, we'll find out not only what led Jim into association management and the packaging and processing industry, but a little more about Jim Pittis the person. So without further ado, welcome Jim.
1: Thank you, Sean. Is it okay if I call you Jim? Sure is. Go ahead, buddy.
0: Okay. Not Mr. Pittis or Sir no. or anything like that. All right. Jim, I guess basically tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, how you got here, where you're from, where you went to school, you know, that a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. So Sean, I, I am born and raised in Chicago. Uh, lived there up until about twenty years ago uh, actually, uh, went to college in the city, uh, at Roosevelt university. And, um, as I said, moved to Virginia about 20 years ago for a job, not PMI. I started working at PMI about a year after I moved. Um, but yeah, it's, it's.
0: So the move to the, to the DC area was, you know, job based, like got out of college, found the job, moved out to that way.
1: It was no, I had worked. I was working for a company in the trade show, for a for profit company in the trade show industry. Okay. Uh, they were bought, uh, well, bought several times in the time I worked there, but the last buyout closed our office in Chicago and they moved me to Virginia.
0: Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. All right. Um, so then, with that in mind, how did you get your start in the packaging and processing industry? Because I know you come from a trade show background and I know a PMMI you're in trade shows. So I'm assuming yeah. there's some tie.
1: Well, that's it. That's how I got here. It's through the trade show industry. So I was hired originally as director of expositions to run the show department. Uh, At the time, we had uh, really one show. We had PAC Expo International uh, as a biennial event. We had just started Vegas when I started at PMI. I think it was only in its second show. Um, Did not even own the Mexico City shows. That that Mm -hmm. came after I was here. Um, But I started in the show department and moved my way up to Vice president, and then senior vice president, and then COO, and now CEO. And I think I think at PMI, I mean that's the that's a logical step to this seat because the show department and the shows are just so important. I mean that's our business model. Without those, nothing else happens. So that's a logical progression. And and interesting, by the way, Chuck also started in the trade show world. He was running the AMI shows uh, and moved up to. I don't know if he was COO but he he had moved up to a senior position at AMI uh, when the job at PMI opened up but his whole lane to get to where he got was also through the show industry.
0: Probably just is it the show is so vital to bringing in both cases the you know the membership together for their what's the word I'm looking for their specific industries you know whatever their industry is it's bringing everyone together so that's why the trade show is so vital to associations in general.
1: Well for most well, not all, but for many, many associations, I mean, it is their, it's their business model, just like it is with PMI. That It's what funds everything we do. And, uh, you know, if you look at PMI, our our membership dues are probably less than 3% of our total revenues. So we have to make that up somewhere to, to provide all the services we do. It's also, I mean, for PMI and I think for a lot of associations, it's the thing that makes us most relevant to our members, mm-hmm. right? You become a member of PMI so that you can get a discount and a priority pick during PAC Expo. And then hopefully once we have you as a member, we can introduce you to all the other great things we do here at PMI. And there's an unbelievable amount of you know services and, and research and support, financial and uh, you know, for our members to take advantage of.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, okay. With that, your career in mind, what would you consider a pivotal moment for you in your career that, you know, kind of, you look back on as a, not a, if not a turning point, but you know, what kind of sprung you to where you are today?
1: Well, I, I mean, certainly getting the job at PMI, taking that job, probably the most pivotal thing, but you know, you can actually go back. My first job was actually selling trade show space. I answered an ad To for a sales position. And uh, actually, interesting, it was selling uh, advertising space in in a magazine. Oh, nice. I didn't get a call for that, but I got a call to come back and was I interested in selling trade show space. I'd never been to a trade show in my life. I remember my dad said, you shouldn't do this. Go find a real job. But I didn't listen to him. I actually (laughs) took the job and I moved up within that company. And I worked for the same company for nine years before PMI, uh, different owners along the way. But that, that probably was the more pivotal thing that happened because that put me on the track that got me to PMI. But you didn't,
0: so you didn't go to, you know, go to college with the dream of coming out and running trade shows?
1: No, I actually went to college, studied psychology and sociology, and actually started grad school to get my PsyD in uh, my doctorate in clinical psychology, and I was going to be a counselor or a psychologist. Really? Uh, and when I graduated with my undergrad degree while I was in grad school, I realized I couldn't make more than like $9,000 a year at that point. And I, that just was not, not, not in the brochure when I was studying psychology. (laughs) So I had to to change courses, like most good psychology majors, we ended up going into sales and uh, (laughs) sales led to operations, which led to, you know, management and got me, got me to where I am. Do you think that's a, that
0: background has helped, you know, the psychology, sociology background has helped you
1: career wise? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, that's it. clinical psychology is all about. You know, Maslow's hierarchy of you know things. It's just not. I mean, how you get along with people, I think, is the most important thing. But no, I don't think it's done much. Yeah,
0: it's not giving you any deep dives into people. Right. Right. All right. With that, yeah. and you know, you spoke about your father and not taking his advice. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming he he might be one of, would he be one of your role models or who were some of the role models that you have, you know, used to guide you up to where you are today?
1: No, but you know, my dad is, he's still, and you know, he's still alive. He's 86 years old. He was a, uh, uh, a Georgetown or Notre Dame grad and a Georgetown law school grad. He's a pretty smart guy. And, wow. uh, you know, even at 86, he's probably one of the smartest guys I know. And, uh, certainly was, yeah, a big, big part of my, of my life and, and, uh, directed me where I need to be. And, you know work hard and uh yeah he was pretty important i you know chuck certainly was too i worked for chuck for 19 years he was pretty important and and a mentor and somebody i could go to i still do i talk to him probably once a week since he's left and uh you know about oh, different cool. things and I, I found in my you know a couple of years here in this position it's uh you know he's typically my first call when i'm not really sure what to do
0: not sorry not to step on here how has that cuz that kind of leads into the how is that it's been you know, going on, I guess, two years, a year officially that you've been in the position, how has, how has that transition or how has that been for you where mm-hmm. you've gone from, you know, moving down the hall, but you know, it's a different position of, you know, power influence, etc. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> it's been fine. It started actually in 2017. So it was in April of 2017 when I got promoted to COO and that started the transition. And, uh, um, you know, Chuck had a pretty good plan on this and kind of told me how he was going to do it and, you know, introduced me into the financial side and, and you know, the requirements on that. Um, and then slowly I just folded into the other things. But I don't know if there's, um, as Chuck said, he probably wouldn't be qualified for this job any longer. You know, it's, it's such a different role than even what it was when he became CEO, uh, when you think of not just the trade shows, but, you know, the media company, we own a contracting company, we own shows in Mexico, we have a subsidiary in Mexico. Um, you know, the, the the stuff we're doing in education with the scholarships and grants, I mean, that's, it's it's so much bigger than what it was even, even in the time I've been at PMI. Uh, I, I don't know how many people were at PMI when I started here, but I bet it was less than 20. And, and today, you know, we're at, if you include the Mexico office, we're at 150 and, and, you know, the longevity around here is pretty incredible. And, and, uh, but we have a lot of new faces too, and it's, it's great. It's really exciting.
0: Has there been something, which is it's sort of putting you on the spot that has surprised you, you know, at being, you know, CEO or president that, that you weren't not necessarily in a, for in a in a bad way, but something you weren't expecting or that did surprise you or did you kind of know the lay of the land?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, from the, the promotion to CEO, I think by the most surprising thing is just how quickly you have to change hats. You know, and the show department's a great place to get experience at multitasking, but it's all mm-hmm. within the confines of, a you know, the show department, right? It's not, right. we're down on this end of the office and this, you know, in this chair, uh, y- you got to move quickly from one topic to the next to the next, you know, and and. Uh, you know, a lot of it's financial. I mean, that's a big part of it. it we have a, a responsibility to report back to the board and the executive committee on what we're doing. We do monthly financials and uh, that's certainly a big part of it, much bigger than what I thought it was. Um, you know, it has to be right. We got to see where we're at. And as soon as those goes out, th- those uh, financials go out, we typically get questions from our board and you have to be re- ready to answer. Them. Um, so I would say, yeah, I, I, the, just the speed of which it's moving and then how quickly it goes from one topic to the next, you know, that, that part has been a little surprising.
0: Now I would think this could go one of two ways, either for somebody that would, they would find that very stressful or they would find it exciting based off of their personality. Would you fall, you know, somewhere in between or did you know, every day knowing that things are going to change so fast, is that something you find exciting because it's not always the same or is it just, to me, it would be very stressful. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I don't think the the different topics and the speed is stressful. I will say what is stressful is you know when I'm addressing things that I'm just not experienced with, right? It's not something I've ever had to do. I mean, some of the uh, right. uh, HR, well, really benefits, not HR, but the benefits for PMI. I mean, that's an area that I was a consumer of those things, but I was not one who was responsible for deciding which way we're going, how we're going to handle this, how we're going to handle that. Uh, so those things to me are a little more stressful just cause I don't, I don't know it, you know, let's, we'll do this podcast again in five years and I'll probably feel very differently about it, but, um, it takes me a little bit longer than perhaps it took Chuck because he had 27 years to figure it out. I have had two. So, uh, but each time I go through it, I get a little better. You know, we got great people at PMI I, I've said more than once that, you know, you could fill a room with what I don't know. But you'd be pretty hard pressed to fill a room with something that nobody at PMI knows. I mean, we have some great people, and and uh, you know they're they're more than willing to kick in and help and bring their expertise to the table. So, a lot of
0: it's trusting what you you know the the people that you have as you know your team, which is a you know now 150 people, is know what they're you know know the jobs that they were hired to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Okay.
0: What um what excites you? you know, about the future of packaging and processing and, or, or PMMI in particular, like where, what's, what's next or what do you see as something that, you know, is going to happen in the, in the future?
1: Yeah. So I think let's, let's go with the industry of packaging and processing. I mean, I think, sure. I am amazed how, how it's always changing. It's always different. You know, you and I, you know, 10 years ago, we'd be talking about the Food Safety Modernization Act. Like that was the big thing. You know, 15 years ago, it was Walmart came out with a sustainability card. Today, we're talking about e-commerce. Well, and sustainability too. That That's a topic that doesn't go away. It just keeps changing. And and for maybe some in our industry, those, these things are, are bad or stressful or for us, it's, it's opportunity, right? It's just, it's, it's constantly changing. It's, it's what can make PMI relevant to the rest of the industry is we can stay on top of these things and provide information and services. And, uh, but our industry is always in a constant state of change. I think, um, you know, in PMI's future, I think some of the associations now that we brought in house and we're providing management services kind of has set us in a different trajectory. It wasn't mm-hmm. something we set out to do, something we kind of stumbled across, but, uh, we are absolutely seeing benefits from that being able to talk with about IOPP and contract packagers as well as PMMI's packaging and processing members. Um, I, I I don't know where this is going to end up, but it's it's pretty exciting right now that we, we're continually building these little communities within PMI. You know, it's it's as I said, IOPP and contract packagers, but we have the emerging leaders, we have the women's leadership network, we have the school partner schools, uh, OPEX, you know all of these things are just smaller communities to kind of add up to the
0: PMI. So that's got to, you know, that's got to be another, you know, somewhat exciting thing that it's not, it's constant because it's constantly evolving. You're not doing the same or leading the same thing year after year. It's, you know, new pieces are being added that makes it, you know, that kind of freshens everything up because like you said, a lot of times with the, with the the membership services, like you weren't necessarily expecting it to grow even to the degree that it has so far. Yeah. So, you, so do you even do you know if that's going to go bigger than it has? So, or is it the same idea? Like you don't know because you didn't expect it to get this big.
1: Yeah, we well, we absolutely did not expect it to be even what it is now. Uh, you know, we were approached by the cold pressure folks. Uh, they were kind of doing this on a voluntary basis. PMI was a little bit active in that space, and. They said, hey, you guys seem to run a pretty good association. Can you help us out? And we started helping them out, which led us to contract packagers, which led us to IOPP. Uh, so none of those were like targets. Let's go get them. Let's go do this. It was just they called, we answered and, you know, kind of figured out how to make it happen. And uh, we're kind of, you know, still weaving our way through that process. And, and uh, I think we're getting better and better at it all the time. Uh, you know, we've kind of separated it out from PMMI to to make sure we're we're providing the service level that they deserve and they need. Um, There's no one out there that I think we should go after and try this, but that doesn't mean if somebody calls us, we wouldn't do that. You know, we we would look into it, but um, yeah, we'll see where that ends up. It's it's right now it's going really, really well. We can be, you know, as part of our strategic theme, you know, we are the convening authority and we can convene a lot more with these little groups all under our, our, uh, our wing, if you will. Right. All
0: right. How about, you know, what, when you're not at PMMI, you know, what do you, what do you like to do? You know, hobbies. Um, I know you, you have a family, uh, spend time with the family. Like what outside of what everybody knows about you, you know, work wise, what do you, what do you like to do with your free time?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I do, I have four kids and, and, <clears throat> and a wife and, and so I, I enjoy spending time with them. I, I'm a, a big, Fan of golf, and actually, the best thing is golf with my kids. I enjoy that probably more than anything in the world. Yeah, uh, that works. Nice. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I played yesterday with my middle son, and and yeah, it's just it's I love that. Um, but you know, I love working in the yard too. I enjoy that. That was kind of a passion in my younger days, and you know, I enjoy working and doing stuff around the house, and um, yeah.
0: And you actually, one of your sons is actually, you know, kind of in the. Close to the business now, if I'm not mistaken, after graduating.
1: Yeah, yeah he, he graduated from Virginia Tech with a uh, engineering degree and works for Walmart in one of their distribution centers as a um, logistics engineer. And, uh, yeah, and, and in fact, was at PAC Expo this past year as a an attendee, um, which he had never been to any show that his dad had worked on in the last 30 years. So it was kind of cool for me to see, oh, nice. see what, what I actually had done prior to this job at PMI, but, um, yeah, yeah. He he loves it. He finds it interesting. It's, it's more on, uh, kind of the back end of packaging, you know, but, uh, but pack expo still was a, a show that he and several of his colleagues decided to go to, to, uh, source two or three projects they're working on.
0: It's come full circle from, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, and I know I don't think you've mentioned your Chicago teams yet, I know you're a big Cubs fan Bears
1: I am a huge cub fan, uh a huge bears fan, yeah, for sure uh not that I'm not a Nationals or Redskins fan, but if they're playing each other, I root for the Cubs and the and the Bears before I root for the Redskins and Nats, but um although I have become more of a capitals fan than a Blackhawks fan, interesting, well, I think it's Blackhawks haven't been very good in a while, so. Uh, I might be doing a fair weather thing there, but, um, yeah, but, but mostly a huge cup fan. That's my big thing. All
0: right, well, you're honest. Okay. That's good. So you admit that you jumped on the capitals after they won the cup. That's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. My, my, my two boys remind me of that, that I was never a Caps fan until that happened, <laughs> but that's not true, but that's, that's, they like to give me a hard time. Sounds about right. Um,
0: I guess, I mean, I don't have anything else that I can think of. I think we've covered a lot. So I'd like to thank you for taking time out of what I know is a very busy day to to do this with us. And, um, you know, we'll share this with the masses out there. So um, thanks again, Jim.
1: Well, thank you, Sean. Appreciate it.
0: No, it was my pleasure. And uh, thank you for um, listening to Unpacked with PMMI, your source for the packaging and processing industry and insight. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.